Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. Talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theaurorolawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora, next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters UCI, the word granite.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Football season is here. You can feel it. You can even feel it in the air. It's the most exciting time of the year. Fantasy football, real football, football, football. Uh, so we got to talk football. And who better to talk football with than our very dear friend, uh, three-time Super Bowl champion, and that would be one Randy Cross. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing really well. I can't, cannot complain. Like you said, if any time football's coming up, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. You know, I'm not I'm not in I'm not in Nate style of good mood. <laughs> you know, that kind of no problem, K Pasa, all that other stuff going on down there. But you know, I'm, I'm in a good mood. You're you're in a good mood. You know, it, <laughs> it, it's different though, and I'm wondering, you know, even after all these years since you've been retired from the NFL, there's a different feeling when football starts when you play football. It's almost like ah, oh, dreading these practices, these two a days. I don't even know if they do two a days anymore. Versus being just a fan, and then there's that transition of playing the game to becoming a fan. It was tough for me for many years to be a fan because I was so angry at myself for the things that I did not do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you're you're right. I mean, I played for 21 years total, 
um, because I started in the ninth grade. And it took me, I retired in January of 89. It probably took me to about 2000, Mm -hmm. where every July or so, I wasn't just a complete pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, my personality, it, it, it was crazy. I was used, but then again, in my, in, sort of in my defense, I'd spent the better part of a couple of decades, you know, getting up every morning, half the year and running as fast as I can into stuff and beating <laughs> my head. I mean, it just, you don't stop doing that and get it out of your blood. Yeah. You so, you know, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a, it's not an easy thing to kind of get out of your system. That's for sure. And you're going to, again, this season call for CBS, correct? Yeah, I do the, the Tuesday night inside college football mm-hmm. on uh, CBS sports network. And on the weekends I'll do games. I'll be, I'll be over the, all over the lot. I do all the Navy home games and then I do some conference USA and I do some mountain West and I do some Mac so I, I get to see a little bit, little bit of everything on the group of five side. You need to put in a request to uh, follow the best college football team out there. That would be one, the University of Central Florida Knights. I've got a UCF Knights game this year. Uh, the Knights are playing at Navy later in the year. So they are. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, yeah. What is, is that going to be? A, a cold game? Um, probably not. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's around November. So, you know, in November in Annapolis, you remember that area. Oh, yeah. Grew it, it could possibly be cold, but it's generally going to be, you know, 45, 50 degrees. What, so that's cool. One of the most beautiful cities in the wintertime is the walk around Annapolis. It's it's gorgeous. It's so much fun. It's, it's. Oh, I, I mean, I haven't been there I was just I was just there for three days watching practice. Yeah, nice. Watch, huh? Watching them go at it. Yeah, yeah, it was good outside of the uh, – you know, typical July, early August swamp ash you get because it's so hot and humid and everything else. Right. It's like, uh, you know, you don't want to go. I, I got done with watching practice for a couple hours, and I'd forgotten that, you know, most normal humans don't sort of sit there and sweat and all that, then go do something different. Mm-hmm. So I was, I had the, the, I said, hey, I might go to the store, get something to eat. I got out of the car at the store. I kind of took about three steps and went, God, what is that smell? I said, oh, that's that's me. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back to the hotel and take a shower before I go out in public. <laughs> I uh, hope you don't mind, but I had a, a meeting with somebody in New York uh, the other week, and they were asking if I was interested. This guy, he, he's an Emmy Award winner, winning producer guy. He's got this own production company. He's got his production company in New York. Anyway, uh, he's he's building these string of streaming shows in the sports world, uh, but they're all surrounding gambling and betting. So a mutual friend of ours, he said, Hey, look, you should talk to this, this guy, Jason Bailey. So I talked to him and I was like, look, I couldn't talk golf. You know, I can talk tennis. I can't do basketball. You know, I can't do, I was like, I told him everything I couldn't do. I said, but I could do football, you know, but the sports book stuff is a little different. If you want to do fantasy, I could do fantasy. He's like, okay. He's like, that's great. He's like, you know, I'm doing the, I'm doing the formula of matching a, uh, a, a, a broadcaster up with a, a former NFL player. I was like, wow, that's original. And, and, <laughs> and I was like, well, let me pitch my buddy Randy Cross. He's like, you know Randy Cross? I said, I do know Randy Cross very well. He's a good friend of mine. He's like, 
you're thinking you two could do a show together? I was like, we actually have done a show together. Yeah. Matter of fact. <laughs> he goes, oh, we're going to be in contact. I was like, let me give him a heads up. Let me see if he's available before I pitch his name. So yeah. I, I don't know if that well, would. If you, if, you, if you need any spare CDs, I've got a couple of years worth from our show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if CBS frowns upon you talking gambling or not. So um, CBS is, I think, the last network that hasn't really embraced uh, the whole idea of gambling. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see it in the crawl. Uh, you'll see it in different places. But you won't hear a lot about it on on their air. Um, but you know that's I, I think that's something that you know that was that was inevitable in two thousand, much less in two thousand twenty two. Because mm-hmm. right now that's well, go to a stadium, yeah. Go online and watch any of the streaming products in the sports world. Go to go, you know, watch something on TV and, and tell me that you know all the different companies that are advertising. Um, and a lot of them are, you know, gambling related. So, sure. and it's a, it's a huge business. So football, I get, I'll be honest, man. I, I, I look at like baseball. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like Egyptian hieroglyphics. When I look at, you know, how do you bet on baseball or how do you bet on basketball right. or, you know, but, Football is pretty simple. I, I think that's a great thing about it when it comes to that. Yeah. Unless you, unless you dig deep down and you know, you're doing parlays and then you're buying point. I mean, they're like, I've got some friends that do this for a living. And when they explain some of this to me, I'm like I'm following along, but I'm just like, that's, that's a lot of work. And they're like, well, that's why it's my job. And I'm like, that's why I wrote an algorithm for this. And I'm like, I wrote a program. I'm like, well, good for you. I was like, let me know where you just need my money and I'll, I'll put it there. How yeah. about, how about, yeah. we, how about we do that? <laughs> And, and, and tennis is, from what I've been told, the best women's tennis is the best thing to gamble on because it's such an easy an easy payout. Uh, so, I mean, I have not done it yet. Um, I have to sign a release when I host the Atlanta Open Tennis that I'm not going to be doing any gambling. Um, but, you know, just because of inside information that I might know, which... I don't know for much. those for those two weeks. Yeah, yeah for, for that one we have a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, but CBS, uh, you know, I, I have a, a fantasy football draft that we've always done on CBS. It's the only, mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge, the only software that charges you to use it. And in my opinion, it's worth every penny. I I think that CBS fantasy football software is the best. It's better than ESPN. Definitely better than Yahoo. I love it. I think it's great. But with Companies like DraftKings, in which I think they bought the rights to a stadium this year. I could be wrong. I know the Hard Rock runs Miami, and they, yeah. you know, it's the Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami now. Uh, so that's gambling related. In Atlanta, which in the state of Georgia, gambling's illegal. We got all kinds of lottery, and you can go play Keno, but you don't damn good going on Coke poker cards, you know, nothing like that. But yet you could walk into the Mercedes Benz Stadium where the Falcons play. And you see all kinds of advertisements for Harris up in North Carolina. So that's how smart the state of Georgia is. It's like, hey, come and watch our football team, but we want you to take your money outside of it and spend it in North Carolina and gamble. Idiots. Dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. Um, Well, it's not like our politicians in the state of Georgia to pass up an opportunity to, as they said in The Godfather, dip their beaks into a little bit of cash. Yeah. Well, it's crazy you know? because, you know, the Georgia is still, a, for the most part, a red state. 
Um, and Florida is definitely a red state. And even though gambling is technically illegal in the state of Florida, because I fought Rick Scott on this when he was governor, um, actually face to face, I fought him. It just doesn't make any sense because at the time, and I don't know if this still is true, Florida was the fourth biggest gambling state in the country, even though gambling was illegal. And the law, but they're taking billions of dollars from the Seminole tribe in order to have the hard rocks on both coasts, Tampa and uh, in Miami or Hollywood. But you could have poker rooms as long as it was a um, paramutual. So you, you would have to have dogs or horses along with it. And then if you wanted to, to get something changed to have a poker room in your county, you had to go to the council, whatever county that is, to change the charter, which hadn't been touched in 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Uh, and the only charter that had anything to do with any type of gambling on it was down in, I think, Broward County, which you could have changed. You know, So it was this whole big thing. I don't understand it. People are doing it. Why not police it and tax it and make money off of it and provide jobs? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's it's uh, amazingly similar to the whole cannabis industry. Yeah, very similar. You know, there there's billions of dollars out there that they're right now saying, no, we don't want anything to do with that. Um, which, you know, obviously there are plenty of states in the country that don't have that attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and I understand the, the negative side of the gambling. You know, we've all got friends that, like you said, your buddy does it for a living and designs algorithms and all that. <clears throat> Those are the perfect guys. I mean, people like that and my friends that do it a lot. That's why those you go to Vegas and those places take up like 20 city blocks. They don't build stuff like that, you know, on the come. <laughs> they're they're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of professional gamblers finance that. But the but the argument is with gambling is you know, one it's it's going to bring in the the, the whores and the drugs and you know there's a lot of things that do that that already exist in non gambling states. Then the other argument is and and you know if you if you stereotype it from a right left standpoint the 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 right standpoint would be that it's going you know the people that are addicted to gambling. Well, look, let me tell you. If you're going to get addicted to anything, whether it's legal or not, you're going to get addicted to it. It doesn't matter if it's legal. Mainly yeah. things that people get addicted to are things that are illegal because of the rush of doing something illegal. You know, and then you get into the argument of like, look, I don't want government telling me what I can and cannot do. So for you to say that you're not going to do gambling because it's going to make me an addict, that's you getting into my life. You know, why don't you do the same thing for cigarettes or alcohol? Government getting in your life? How would that ever work? I know. Exactly. So, anyway, I don't want this to turn into a political thing. I want to turn into a football thing. Before we we start, okay, um, Randy and I are going to do a fantasy football episode on the BS Network that we're hoping to release. We should be releasing it every Thursday. I've added to our team... Uh, one Jeff the Bogus Bogus with Fantasy Football Empire, so he can bring all the numbers and stuff, so we don't have to do yeah. much work. You know, we can just talk football, and he can talk numbers. He can be the nerd guy. Yeah. Um, so I think, and we'll do that for uh, the premium two percenters. We'll do that for the subscribers of the network. And if anybody wants to sponsor it or something, 
feel free to reach out to me and uh, we'll get it going. Because this is going to happen fast. Football starts here first week of September, you know, and, uh, you know, fantasy football is big. I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. If I did, I forget. Are you you a fantasy football guy, Randy? I used to do fantasy football shows on CBS Oh, sports net, sports network, and I did that for probably four or five years. Right after I, coincidentally, it's about the time I was I stopped doing NFL games mm-hmm. uh, is when I got involved on the fantasy side. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've got a little bit. I've, I I follow it pretty closely. I've just got a little bit different philosophy now. I used to be all about the you know the star guys and the you know. Never touch, never touch running backs and all that other philosophy things as far as that goes. But mm-hmm. um, I, I love sort of equating fantasy football to the offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and head coaches, mm-hmm. and how closely those numbers and success ratios track with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Th- there, there, there's. You know, I, I listen to a lot of the fantasy football, you know, experts, and they're very good. They put on a very, very good radio program on Sirius XM. I, I, the, the entire channel, mm-hmm. I think they all do very good jobs. There's a guy named Jeff Manns, who I'm a huge fan of. I I know his producer, Sandro, because he was also my almost my producer in uh, in um, in Atlanta. But anyway, so uh, the 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 problem that I have with a lot of I don't want to be that guy that says if you've never played the game because, you know, some of them played at a high school level, some played it at a college, and then when you watch television, they bring the pros in. I think it's more difficult for the pros, especially those that are just coming out of the NFL, to talk fantasy because it is a, oh. diff- it is a different mindset. You know, the, big, the biggest problem with that, Jason, is, and we've had this conversation before, um, most of the guys that play in the game now aren't real fans of the game. They might have had guys they went to school with and guys that they play with and stuff, but they're not a real historical, you know, study the game kind of people. They, they love hoops. They like golf. They like all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's part of it. It takes, you, it takes you a while. You talk about leaving football. It takes you a while to get adjusted to it because especially if you're a guy like me that played the same, in the same place for 13 years, you kind of assume everybody does business the same way. Uh, whether it's how you run your offense or whatever, mm. and you find out pretty damn fast when you when you quit that you know people do things very very differently, and not everything you know to a good effect. But mm. <laughs> there's people that are willing to take chances and go out on a limb. Well, I'm assuming that your entire team would be filled with San Francisco 49ers. It would just be. Trey Lance, it would be. Yeah, I don't know Mitchell. about Trey. I don't. I don't know about Trey Lance, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that would be. I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. Mm. Um, I mean, he's got those those two monumental gag points in his career in Super Bowls, right? Uh, that he still has to kind of get over that hump. But you know, I think he's a he's a hell of an offensive mind. So anybody that's there on that team is going to have good numbers. Now, can Trey Lance, you know, I think the, to, to give you a football nerd conversation, can he get to 60% completion percentage? Can he go, can he get his touchdowns to interception to two to one? Mm-hmm. Cause he's going to have spectacular plays and he's going to have great runs, but Trey's going to be his stats. I would guess will be a little flashier than Jimmy G's. I'm just not sure if they're going to be better than Jimmy G's. 
Um, and there's no telling where Garoppolo is going to end up. Yeah, they he's going to ru- he's going to ruin somebody's day around yeah. the league who thinks they're a starting quarterback. Because yeah. when he shows up, they're going to find out that ain't the case. Yeah, I, I like I, th- I like Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, outside of you know being very injury prone. I, I was surprised they threw him away. It was almost like, well, we took Trey Lance so early in the draft. We've got to do something with him. So, yeah. you know, let's let's move on. I, I don't know if that – like, if you look at the offensive weapons for the 49ers, they're stacked everywhere. Even Brandon Ayuk came on the last half part of the season last year and started mm-hmm. to live up to the expectations. Debo Samuel, he's a stud. My draft last year, my fantasy football draft, my last pick in that draft was Debo Samuel. This is this is why I've won one of my leagues two times in a row is because, you know, I, I, I take a different mindset to my fantasy football drafting outside of the first, you know, three or four rounds. I, I, I'm a common sense. That's why I'm the prince of common sense, right? You take a player that's on a good team, <laughs> you know, that's going to that's going to win football games. Because in order to win football games, you have to do what? You have to score points, you know. So, like to take these guys, you know, the Christian McCaffrey's. Yeah, he's going to get his yards, and he's probably going to do okay for you if he can stay healthy. But that team is an under 500 team with even with Baker Mayfield. I don't know yeah. what this excitement is for the Carolina Panthers and DJ Moore Baker Mayfield connection. I just don't see it at all. Yeah, you know. Well, it's a, it's like the running back position in general. If you look at the running backs in San Francisco specifically, or under Shanahan and those style of offenses, you use at least three mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, and they all have different roles. You're going to have one that's going to be kind of a run catch guy. One's just going to be a run guy. One's going to be a so you you can take advantage of that in those spots that you're you're describing. Yeah. You know, when you drafted Debo Samuels at the end of your draft last year, did you really think that he was going to be a running back slash wide receiver? Because he hadn't wasn't that at South Carolina. I mean, wasn't used that way at all. But as it turned out last year, getting those extra rushes and touches, you know, his stats are stupid. Well, that was only because of injury, you know. But did I think he would produce? I did. I'm a fan of the second receiver. I I uh, I because if you've got a really good number one, he's going to get double coverage, right? So, you know, if you've got a good number two guy. You know, you look at what Cincinnati has. You know, Jamar Chase is just going to be this stud that they all thought he was going to be that people doubted in preseason last year because of all the drops. But then you look around him and go, well, you've got really good receivers in T. Higgin, uh, Higgins and Boyd. And you're going, okay, so let me wait and get a Higgins in the sixth round, you know, versus ruining or going after Jamar Chase in the first round. You know, Justin yeah. Jefferson was that guy his rookie year, and I've had Justin Jefferson every year. I had him last year, too. You know, he was the number two guy. Um, he, was, uh, he, he wasn't he was the one. Now he's the one guy. Last year he became the one guy, and he still produced, right? But, right. you know, kind of the one guy. You know, he's still there was still yeah. that thing there. But anyway. And that, and that offense is a good example, too, of tight end-wise. Everybody goes goo-goo over the Kelseys and, and, those, and those guys. Um, but you look at what they do with their tight end position. You can draft. You can draft a tight end in that Cincinnati offense. Mm-hmm. Whichever one gets to start to be the kind of the guy, mm-hmm. you're going to get some decent numbers. 
Yeah, I, out, out of them, it's it's like the tight the tight end, and you're talking about number two receivers. I would look real closely at the Denver Broncos roster mm-hmm. because with Russell Wilson there, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different offense. It's gonna, there's going to be different stats. There's going to be different stars. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be that's a good team to keep a real close eye on, especially even in that conference where everybody or that division where everybody goes, ah, it's the most competitive in the league. And it's got all these other quarterbacks and it's such great offenses. I'd still be careful with Denver. Yeah. Well, but Russell Wilson's never been a uh, tight end connection quarterback. You know, Mm -mm. he never really had one. You know, there were glimpses of it with different guys that he had in Seattle you know, so will he be that guy in Denver? I don't. I don't think so personally. He's mm-hmm. got good receivers. I think you're going to see, you know, these guys that were supposed to be studs like Sutton and Judy and uh, Patrick, which I think he's he's hurt now. But you know, you get these guys that have shown glimpses with bad quarterbacks, and now you get a good quarterback that can hit them. They're. I think they're going to be studs. Um, you know, uh, tight end wise, my philosophy has always been. Go to a team that does not have a strong receiving core that's got a quarterback with a decent arm but's not a long ball thrower. Well, who fits that mold perfectly? Kyle Pitts, Marcus Mariota, Atlanta. They don't have anything in receivers, and you don't know what Drake London's going to do. He might be a stud. No. Who knows? But yeah. they don't even have a running back, a real running back. So they got to throw it to somebody, you know, and Kyle Pitts yeah. is not going to be double covered. Uh, no, not all the not all the time, especially once Drake London. I, I I like Drake London the way he played at SC, and I think with his size, them in the middle of the field, at least initially, people are going to have some real issues mm. with that offense in the middle of the field. I mean, it, somewhere in the first game, first quarter, they're going to run a middle screen that's going to go for about fifty yards because everybody's going to be so so concentrated on pits in London that they're going to be able to come in right, come in right behind it. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I just, I enjoyed Marcus Mariota at Oregon. I just didn't ever see much out of him at Tennessee that would say, God, I just, I don't feel bad about giving this guy the keys to the keys to this Bentley. Right. Well, also, you know, and I, I say this all the time when it comes to football, you know, you can have really good players that are never very good in the NFL because of bad coaching or bad schemes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like uh, uh, Pey- uh, Archie Manning probably is a pretty good example of that, right? With the yeah. New Orleans Saints. Archie, Archie was the best quarterback I saw during my career that never played on a winning team. Right, exactly. Just never I mean, won. he was he was unbelievable, but he never had any help. He had Danny Abramowitz for a short period of time, <laughs> but that was about it. Yeah, so so you don't win. So you take these players and you move them around, and we've seen this more lately than I think we've ever seen. I mean, it's just one or two, but you know, Ryan uh, Ryan Tannehill, take him from Miami. You know, bad coaching, bad team. You put him on um the you put him on the Titans. And he has a, a great year. Good receivers at the time. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Derrick Henry in the backfield, right? Um, uh, Jonu Smith, at tight end. Then you take away his offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. You send him to Atlanta. They have a shit year, right? So those kinds of things come into play, especially when you have a first-year offensive coordinator or head coach and you have these players. Don't expect much from them, in my opinion. Yeah. Hold up. 
Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. And back to you, Jason. Yeah. I mean, new faces and new places tend to be highly overrated though. I would say we just talked about Atlanta. Um, the combination of Frank Reich mm-hmm. and, uh, Matt's Matt, uh, what am I drawing a blank? Matt Ryan. Matt, Ry- Matt Ryan. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be deadly because they've got the tools mm-hmm. and they've got a damn good offensive line mm-hmm. that will enable them to do just about anything. And again, he's inside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he doesn't have to worry about elements. Well, you you just read my my mind. I was going there next because I actually went up to Harrah's and Murphy, which well I go there often, but I went to the sports book for the first time, and I laid yeah. down a hundred dollar bet that the Colts would win the AFC, and then I laid down a hundred dollar bet that the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl. There uh, you go. I I I, I have I, again going based off of what I was saying before is Matt Ryan still got juice in the tank. And, yeah. and yes, granted, he had players. Well, when he had players and, and everything was rolling, they went to the Super Bowl. But, you know, last year, not so much. New head coach. Players weren't necessarily there. There was, you know, Calvin Ridley's head and Julio's gone, blah, 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 blah. Now he's yeah. on a team, like you said, a better than good offensive line, playing inside a receiver that I believe will be a top 10 receiver this year in Michael Pittman, Jr., um, that played for the Bucks, Beasts, star of the Super Bowl, one of them. Anyway, uh, and then you've got Jonathan Taylor, which, as of last year, the best running back in the NFL, and he's a workhorse, not splitting too much time back there. And Parrish, I think, is a good receiver as well. So I think you're going to see yeah. those receivers in Indianapolis become the studs that they were that they couldn't be under Carson Wentz. Has has Harris opened the Paradise uh, Bar- City? Um, room yet in the casino? <laughs> no, they haven't. Done. You know, you know what's you know what's funny though, Randy. So I I I'm not a big sports book guy. Like if I go to Vegas, I'll go to Emeralds and you know do that sports book if it's even there and whatnot. So I went because the time before, which was like two weeks before, I forgot to place my bet. So I went. I know I can go do it online, but I wanted to do it there. So Rach and I go up there to place the bet, and I walk into the sports book, 
it's like mid-afternoon. You know, they've got everything set up, the TVs, and, you know, just like a sports book is. It's very nice, very well done. There's not a soul in there, including staff. There's nobody there to take my bet. So I'm looking around, and I'm going, what the hell kind of sports book is this? And so I read a sign. It says, go to the kiosk. So I had to go to the electronic kiosks to place my bet. You know, I figured, yeah. I figured it out. I mean, it wasn't that difficult, but I wanted to walk up to somebody and usually they're assholes. You know, like they talk to you like you don't know what you're doing. Like when the first time you've ordered Starbucks, that's the equivalent yeah. to somebody that works at a sports book. And I wanted that, I wanted that experience and I didn't get that experience, but I did place my bet because Tom Brady leaves New England, goes to the Bucks. Matthew Stafford leaves Detroit, goes to the Rams. Both those guys win Super Bowls. It's going to be a three-peat. Matt Ryan leaves Atlanta, goes to the Colts, wins a Super Bowl. I'm telling you. That... Now, what kind of odds you get on that? So, I think the AFC... 24-1, to 1, I believe. For the AFC and what, about no, 30 or 40? No, 24-1 to 1 was the Super Bowl, I think. And the AFC, I think, was 17-1. to 1. So... Yeah, it was something like that. It was like all together if I won both, which obviously I'd have to. Uh, or no, I guess not necessarily. So I'd win like $4,200. I'd put $100 on both. So it's like $1,700 for $100 and $2,400 for 100 or something like that. Good for you. Yeah. No, that's uh, good luck on that one. <laughs> you, you should do it in one of your broadcasts to be like, oh, I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention to what's going on in the field. I'm watching this game here. I got 100 bucks riding on it. Me and my buddy Jason went up to the sports book. Yeah, Harris. exactly. That, that'd go over big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so this season, just overlooking the season, and we'll talk more about this, obviously, in the fantasy football stuff. I don't want to break yeah. it down or anything. That's not my forte. But um, if you look at the overall season, Right. Um, who do you see the standouts to be? Maybe some sleeper, not only players, but teams. And uh, based off of maybe coaching or trades or whatever the case may be. Who, do you, who are you liking overall? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of with you with Matt Ryan being an indie as being kind of a code breaker. Um, I personally don't think two teams can be as bad as people are predicting in the AFC East. I don't think two is that bad in Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, I'm sort of a big Matt, uh, Mac Jones guy. Mm -hmm. I I like the way he plays. Mm -hmm. And I think he and Belichick together, people are to a degree kind of sleeping on him and what he's going to be able to do. But though it won't be spectacular, he may not be a, you know, fantasy person's best friend. Um, I think Cleveland as an offense could be pretty impressive, especially if Jimmy G's a quarterback. I think with those, those receivers and well, hold, running backs hold on, for, and hold, on, hold on for a second. Jimmy G to, to Cleveland. What about Deshaun Watson, even though he has to sit out six games? Uh, I don't think he's going to play this year. Really? Why is that? You yeah. think it's going to be extended? Because the, the NFL has not ruled yet either, right? No, they haven't. They yeah. haven't. My, I just... If there's if there's any equity in how you do things, they can't. You know, half a season I think would be pretty lenient mm-hmm. for for you know the thirty odd offenses he's been charged with, and obviously he has not 
been hit with or accused of. He was not charged with anything. He was not all that. He settled all these cases. The Houston Texans settled all these cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to play in 2022. Wow. And his, his, but his contract's set up for it. Not it's, to play. It's set, not to play. No. You know what his base salary is this year? What? million dollars. A million dollars? Yeah. Oh, what what is it next year? Well, the deal he oh god, like fifty. <laughs> I mean, what what he what he what he signed a two hundred and fifty million dollar deal? Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know about all that. That's kind of silly. You know. Yeah, but I, if you, if you're going to lose a year, this would be a good one to lose because you're not making as much. You know, it's not going to affect you financially as as much as it would. And for them, it's a short term solution if they do something like that. Yeah. With Garoppolo, but if they, I don't know if they have that much imagination. Um, I like Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think he's a hell of a good quarterback, uh, though he's just fighting uphill, yeah. big time. Anybody that's in the same division with Aaron Rodgers is, is going to have uh, problems, whether he's on hallucinogenics or not. Um, and they, you know, I think in the AFC, everything goes through the West. You can talk about Lamar Jackson and all that as much as you want, but. The AFC is going to be determined by those four teams out there, I believe, because yeah, I'm not, they, they've got some stupid talent. As much as a Ravens fan as I am, I'm not a Lamar. I, I just don't – I've never bought into the Lamar Jackson stuff. You know, because yeah. it, 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 if you look historically at run-style quarterbacks, their rookie season, what happens to them their next season? They get coached up – and or coach down depending on how you look at it and they say hey look we want to keep you in the pocket a little bit because we want to extend your career so you don't get killed mm-hmm. you know so it's a tough transition that second year for these types of quarterbacks to not want to run and to to make their reads and and want to unload the ball on whatever read it may be you get into the third cam newton's the best example of this but cam newton got it you know i mean he he went, you know, his his rookie year, he was great. Second year, I believe, a little bit down. Third, fourth, you know, he was blo- he blew up because he was coached up. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, I'm just not, you know, I'm a Justin Herbert guy. Um, I am, a, I am a, a Jalen Hurts guy. I am, I love Jalen Hurts. I yeah. think, I think Jalen Hurts. I think that Philadelphia team. Not that it's that difficult to win that division, even though Dallas every year has got all high hopes and stuff, which I don't see it. Um, but uh, that Philadelphia team, especially with that rookie they got on defense, what was it jo- uh, Jordan? Uh, what's his Jordan name? Jordan Davis. Jordan, that dude. Jordan a, Davis. That dude's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. He's a, big, he's a he's a big man. He's a big man. You know. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. With a good, you like a quarterback like Hurts. You know what? He he's a guy that can run to pass, right? And he was coached, got some really good coaching in college, where they identified his ability to move. And but he wasn't coached so much to haul ass. You know, read one, read two, go. He was guys that run to pass are the most dangerous quarterbacks there are, mm-hmm. and that's the t- that's the tough thing for a lot of the guys is once you break that pocket is your receivers have to adjust to you, which is pretty rudimentary. But you've got to learn how to do it on the pa- on the fly. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes you, is, is a great example, and so is Aaron Rodgers, uh, a run to pass. Great, both, both of them. You know, and they, you know, Patrick Rodgers got to watch 
one of the better guys of movement movement wise was Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think of Brett Favre as being a scrambler, but he moved to pass. He got out of the pocket, stepped up into the pocket, all those different things so well. That's stuff I like to see. So, you know, whether you're talking about a young quarterback and those next steps, that's the step you got to take. You know, heck, look at a guy like RG3. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to figure out if you get near the sideline, you might want to slide. <laughs> you RG3. might not want to stay up on the sidelines, but he never penetrated yeah. because he got near the sideline and he was always looking to make that big play for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that Washington staff and whatnot never got that really into his brain. And the defense has just obliterated him out there every opportunity they got. Yeah, Jalen Hurts reminds me, especially, you know, wearing that Eagles outfit of Randall Cunningham. And I know, you know, a lot of highlights that you'd see of Randall Cunningham from back in the day, you know, he's doing all these crazy, you know, especially the one where he flips into the end zone and all that stuff. But Randall had a lot of really good run pass plays where he released the ball before the line of scrimmage, but he was, they feared his run so much that he eventually got to that point in his career. Michael Vick, I think, might not get as much credit for that as well. Michael Vick was great on the ground, but as his career progressed, he was a very good run uh, run pass quarterback. Yeah, once he learned that run to pass thing, especially with that arm he had. Yeah. I mean, some of those those bullets he dropped on um, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I mean, in some of those big games, like you're watching a Monday night game and he throws the ball 70 yards in the air off a short scramble. And hits a guy wide open. I mean, it's those. Are, but but anyway, those are the, that's the kind of growth. If you're looking at your young quarterbacks, that's what you have to see. If you don't see that, you ain't going to last long if you're just going to run to run. And I think, you know, Lamar Jackson's got. He's going to hear about it till he till he does it differently. Mm-hmm. He's going to hear about it until they get to the divisional round, the championship game, that kind of stuff. And if he can have one of his great games in one of those windows. He's going to stop hearing about it. Yeah. But until you do, it's a broken record. A couple guys that I really like this year, uh, Austin Eckler. Uh, I love mm-hmm. everything about San Diego. So Austin Eckler, especially uh, if you can't get Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, always been a big Mike Williams fan. And as in the re- uh, other, other receivers, I think Alan Lazard is staying under the radar. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in Green Bay, I mean, for the most part. And Lazard is a good receiver. There's no more Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers got to throw the ball to somebody, and I'm just not saying somebody. He's a good receiver, just like Pittman is in Indianapolis. Uh, But Lazard was playing second, third fiddle almost behind not only Devontae Adams, but, you know, Aaron Jones is part of that passing game as well. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I love Aaron Jones this year too. Aaron Jones is, and Eckler. Is, Rand- is Randall Cobb 50 yet? Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't that the sweetest thing in the world Aaron Rodgers could do for his friend? (laughs) Like, like, I know you've got tennis balls on the bottom of your walker, but we're going to bring in footballs. (laughs) Poor that. Uh, All right, so other than that, Nate, you got anything you want to get into this football conversation or what? uh, Mexico, you're going to be watching football. You got to be playing football down there. Yeah, just the, excuse me, with the fantasy, what, uh, who should you draft first? Because I was just kind of, I always go rogue. I, I do pretty well, but I, what's like strategically, what position should you be drafting first round? Randy? 
Um, you know, it's hard to make an argument against a handful of quarterbacks being the guy you really got to go. I, I've always been a sort of avoid at all costs those running backs. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I'd like, I'd like to get a, a good running back in the second round rather than pile all my chips on that one guy in the first round. Wow, I have a different, but, but, I, I have a different strategy. I'm, I'm a running back heavy guy, first and second round. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd rather, I, if I can get a quarterback, I know is going to produce a lot. That's, that's who I want to, I want to get the running backs. I tell you, a running back that could, if he stays healthy, and that's a big caveat for all running backs, but at Travis Etienne mm-hmm. at Jacksonville, yeah, could be a fun a fun one to watch, given his speed and everything else. If he still has that speed after the foot injury, yeah, Jacksonville's kind of like that family member that's a little weird. You still love them at times; they're really cute, but you want the best for them, just because they've been you know, neglected for so many years. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland there's, used to there's be that a, There's a reason most of Jerry Springer's guests on his old show were from the Jacksonville area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you're, so you're first round quarterbacks in your eyes, Randy. And now if you play, it also depends on what kind of league you're in. Like I'm also in a super flex league where you can play two quarterbacks then your first pick is going to be a quarterback without a doubt. But if you go by the numbers, prediction-wise, ADP, you're looking at the Josh Allens, you're looking at the Justin Herberts, um, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and uh, I think that's probably, I don't know, I don't have my list in front of me, but you know, those, those are your big names. But Josh Allen is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he is... Um... And another guy I kind of like that you start getting into those other rounds if you need that second quarterback is Dak Prescott. He gets he gets dogged a lot because of what he hasn't done in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But hey, if he's not if he's going to lay an egg in the playoffs, who cares during the regular season? He's a he's a guy that accumulates a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Well, that's the Dallas Cowboys way. You know, you can be good in the regular season. Yeah. But you Tony Romo it in the playoffs, and that's that's just how you can't play. I this is where the emotion comes in. I I despise the Dallas Cowboys because I'm a I grew up a Redskins fan, so I despise the Dallas Cowboys. Um, with that being said, fantasy football purposes, CD Lamb is a stud. You know they've got the rookie. Uh, was it Tol- Tolbert? What's his name? The um. The they got a rookie on there. That this was good. Okay. Zeke, not a fan of. I think his days are done. Pollard, yeah. if you want another sneaky running back, they're going to mix Pollard in because he, you know he he's he's got some big play. He's got he does. Oh, he's, he's big play. He's fast. He's good. People forget people forget how many how many returns for touchdowns he had when he was in college. I mean that was his thing. He really wasn't that big of a tool on the offensive side. His biggest contribution at Memphis was running back punts and, uh, and kickoffs, mm-hmm. you know, so I, and a team we haven't even said much about at all is Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And I, I just think, I think Joe Burrow has got, he's got that sort of the same way Josh Allen does mm-hmm. same guy, same way, you know, <clears throat> that Mahomes has mm-hmm. 
just I, I have always referred to it as athletic arrogance. Mm-hmm. They've got athletic arrogance, yeah. and he's he can be an arrogant shit, but he's you know going to twist it off in you too. Yeah, I, I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I, I I like the Cincinnati team. I like everything about that team. That's good. Yeah, you when know? they drafted when they drafted Lamar Chase last year, it was like, oh, this could get really interesting. And obviously, yeah, yeah you go to the Super Bowl. But. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, do you have any questions? Uh, yeah, I had a buddy that got drafted this year to the 49ers. I think he's middle linebacker. Uh, what's like the intake process there? Do they like, I mean, after you draft, do you like go to the stadium and hang out and play on the grass or, you know, feel it? What do you do? What do you do? Um, I'm not sure that you let them see you do that, (laughs) but (laughs) I, I think what happens generally speaking is you've got all their off season workout programs. Um, you, you know, if you're smart, you move, you rent, you rent a place there and you work out at the facility and you get do as much stuff with them as you can. The player association has a pretty, you know, strict rule on how much time you can actually be around those places. But, um, you know, that we're looking at, a, it's a tough time, three preseason games. Uh, starters are going to play in one, maybe two of those three games. So your buddy should, he'll get most of his reps on special teams. That's the hardest thing. Cause you know, it, it, most guys, you were a star in college. You played, you started every snap on defense or you start, started every snap on offense. You go to the NFL, you got to make your impact on the special team side. And that's going to be the hardest thing. And you rarely get shots. You rare. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. You've got to impress people in practice and whatever reps you can get to get whatever opportunities, you know, to play. You're going to get. It's uh, as we see the schedule kind of expand in games. They're going to have to expand the rosters too, which I think will be good for players because you see a lot of players kind of fall through the cracks. Oh, really? You think that? What is it? Fifty three now. It's 53. I, I, I think it won't be long now until it's an 18-game schedule. Yeah. And you'll, and you'll have two preseason games, and eventually it's going to be a 20-game schedule, and there will be no preseason games. Wow. You'll have preseason practices and stuff. They don't hit during the preseason anyway. Right. I mean, watch, watch closely in week one and week two of the NFL season. Watch closely in week one and week two of the college season because it's kind of bled down into that. Fundamentally, the, the blocking and tackling – is kind of weak because no one wants to beat the crap out of each other for fun. Yeah. And that's, that's why when you see, you know, you know, so-and-so, you know, San Francisco plays the Broncos in San Francisco for a preseason game. Um, and this, this is just a hypothetical, but you know, Denver, Denver might show up on Tuesday night and they'll practice Wednesday and Thursday and they'll do a walkthrough on Friday and Saturday. They'll play a preseason game and they'll fly home. But those practices are going to start sort of taking the place of preseason games. Uh, then the salary, I'm sure the Players Association is going to be like, oh, you got us 20 games. Just like ba- People are like, why do baseball players make so much money? It's because they play, what, 140-some? 160, regular- 162 games. 162 regular season games. You know, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a real job. You know, yeah, that you go yeah. out there. They're like, well, football players make crazy amounts of money, and they only play, you know, so many games a year. If they go to twenty, well, it, it'll be good for the fans, though, guys. Yeah, 
Because if you think about it, if 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 the four of us had season tickets, we get in the mail, we get a packet of ten games with our two season tickets in it. Now, as it currently sat before last year, when you had sixteen pre or regular season games, you had two home preseason games. So those game those games were like you might as well shred those tickets. It's useless. The games aren't any good. It's not even worth watching. So now there's only three preseason games. So if you go to where there was all regular season games in the, in the NFL, 20 games, mm-hmm. eh, what a great deal for the fans because you're actually getting value for all 10 games, which you've never gotten before. Did mm-hmm. Two of your games for a long time were kind of throwaways. With the exception of that one game in London that you just can't make this year <laughs> or Mexico. You know, Nate could make the – Nate, you should go to the, the game in Mexico. That would be really cool. Where well, they play at Mexico right. City, right? Mexico City, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, just, that would be fun. You're just there. That, look it up. Like, that's like a bucket list yeah. thing, right? To go to an NFL game in Mexico City. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Do you need I, I, Do you need to get, like, a cartel pass to go from Cancun to another part of Mexico? Yeah. It's only about five bucks, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's Nate's new business. It's going to be, uh, like, Uber mobile phone service. He's going to call it Cartel. <laughs> and see if see if he gets any kickback from anybody. <laughs> All right. Uh Randy Cross. Randycross.com, right? That's your website. Yes. Yeah, that's where yep. you can get his podcast. Uh if you want more of Randy Cross. Who would not want more of Randy Cross? Uh and uh we're gonna start to we got what do we want to call this this fantasy football thing? Do we come up with a clever name or do we just call it fantasy football? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess clever is a good thing, but yeah, I've never been a real clever name guy. Yeah. Um, maybe, so. uh, anybody's got some suggestions. You can throw it out there on social media and that's right. We'll, we'll think of something. I'll get a little intro put together and we'll let the right side of the screen work on that one. Yeah, correct. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's good. <laughs> And it's going to be pretty simplistic show, you know, like I've always had a problem. That's why I didn't work in sports talk radio. You know, I had, I I had to lean on Randy cross the entire time, but um, I just never felt comfortable voicing my opinion on sports. Like you can give me any other topic and I'll give you my opinion on it. I don't care what it is. And and I can even, if, if I feel I'm right, I'll debate it till you know, I'm blue in the face. But when it comes to sports, I never thought I was like, what the hell makes me in a position to comment on that person? I don't know that person. I never played the game at that level. So I always felt uncomfortable. Now, when it comes to fantasy football, it's a little bit different. Hence the word fantasy, right? It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's make believe. I feel more comfortable voicing my opinion and I've got a pretty damn good track record of winning leagues or at least placing in the top two, which means I, if I didn't win it, I'm in second place. So, uh, so, and then we'll have Bogus and he'll have all his numbers and bore us to death with all that stuff. But yeah. no, I love, I love it. I love it. Cause I'm more of a sports fan when it comes to fantasy football than I am to regular football. Yeah. I didn't Cause that. I'm a dab. I'm a dabbler in fantasy. You're dab- Do you want to be in the league? Cause we, we, I got a spot, you know, I don't know who any of you guys, Nate, Brandon, any yeah. Guys want- yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I didn't think the so. way I, there's during the football season, too much stuff going on Yeah, Nate, between did, the, between the Tuesday night show and the games on the weekends. It's like, no, Nate, did you want to get in on it? Yeah. I think Bogus sent me a link to something. So yeah, I got to click on it. Okay. It's 50 bucks. Yeah, be, be, be careful. Of those links, by the way, 
It's 50 bucks. Make sure you pay your 50 bucks. And the loser. Oh, 50 pesos, that's what you said? <laughs> and, the, and the loser of the BS Fantasy Football League uh, will uh, have to submit an embarrassing picture in which then we'll make a T-shirt out of and put it on the merch store for everyone to purchase at podcastthebs.com. And then by that time, we'll be getting into Podcast Imports 3, and we'll have a sea of people wearing whatever embarrassing. It could be, Brandon, are you in on this? Uh, I could try. Did Were you sent a link from Bogus? No, okay. he didn't send me nothing. Well, I can have him send you a link. But it could be a picture of Brandon with a bottle rocket hanging out of his hairy ass. And that would be the T-shirt. And that would be awesome. And I'd buy it five yeah. of them. That'd be great. But it'd have to be lit. Absolutely. Yeah. If not yeah. blowing yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, my friend. I know you're very, oh, very thank busy. Thank you. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun and get, get getting us back together. Maybe those. Oh, boy. Maybe, maybe our old uh, employer would be like, maybe we shouldn't have got rid of them. There's, no, you did. You made a good choice with me. I promise <laughs> you. Made, you made a very, very wise decision over there. All right, uh, randycross.com for Randy's podcast. It is absolutely amazing with some amazing guests. So make sure you're checking that out. And uh, coming soon to the BS Network, we'll have our fantasy football show with uh, all of us. All right, talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. All right, thank you, guys. Talk to you later. See ya.